The French don't even like themselves. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshots, the drinking game movie podcast. We just got back from seeing Napoleon, and I feel like this is going to be a movie where you're going to call me in two days and be like, I've got new thoughts about it. No, this is the type of movie where as soon as I have a kid, I'm going to watch it again and enjoy it even more because I'll be what? a dad. Because this is like the perfect dad movie. This, you think it's the perfect dad movie? Oh, this is a great dad movie. I want to take all it's, the dads it's, to it's, see it's this. It's a more of a dad movie than something like, uh, what do we see with World War II, t- two guys, planes... Devotion? Devotion? I don't know if it's more of a dad movie than that. In that movie, Devotion, That's the guy a dad gave, movie. Somebody gave Jonathan Majors a uh, Rolex, and the guy, this dad next to me, went, Wow! <laughs> After he just saw wow! planes blow up, the watch me. Yeah, we watched it. Anyway. Yeah, so go ahead. What's before, it about? What's it about? What's well, making? Before I get into that, I just yeah. want to take a second to highlight the director of this movie, Ridley Scott, who's become my new favorite director. This is just, his press tour has been pretty crazy lately. And okay. I just want to say a few quotes from him just to start off the podcast. Ridley Scott tells off French critics who dislike Napoleon, the French don't even like themselves. Yeah. All right, pretty good, right? Then this one. Napoleon, uh, Ridley Scott on shooting a sequence where Napoleon fires cannons at the pyramids. I don't know if he did that, but it was a fast way of saying he took Egypt. Right? Okay. okay. And, and then in this one, uh, the guy, this guy, he was in an interview for The Last Duel, and this guy goes... Uh, yeah, the uh, Robin Hood and Kingdom of Heaven, they weren't very realistic. This one was much more realistic. And Ridley Scott says, sir, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, and thank you very much. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself, sir. Go on. Jesus Christ. And then last one, he's talking about historical inaccuracies and how he hates when historians like don't point out shit. And he goes, when I have issues with historians, I ask, excuse me, mate, were you there? No? Well, shut the fuck up then. <laughs> anyway. What a great guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so this movie, Napoleon, just for some backstory of how this got started, which is going to be what it's about and what what it's about yeah. part of the what it was what it's about and what's a making section of this podcast. Good job. Is Sir Ridley Scott had read the original script by Stanley Kubrick uh, for his own unmade Napoleon film. Although he found it underwhelming, Kubrick had a lifelong fascination with Napoleon and began planning a film after directing 2001. He did extensive research and watched other Napoleon films and he was going to have extras from Romanian's uh, army, Romania's army and what Austria, no France, and he's going to have 50,000 <laughs> men in one scene. Whoa. And he had like paper costumes that people could wear. It was going to be nuts. He was eyeing Jack Nicholson and Audrey Hepburn to play Napoleon and Josephine, but then Waterloo bombed, which is a which Napoleon was in at the time in 1970 played played by Rod Steiger. That movie bombed and then Cooper was like fuck, I can't make it. So then eventually Ridley Scott took up the reins to Damn, I would have loved movie. to see that. Yeah, that I I would, and I was I was sour going into this because like it's not going to be as good as Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon. Holy shit! But, um, box office wise, the budget's two hundred million. Inflated a little bit because you know Apple TV and a streaming movie. Same thing with the Killers of the Flower Moon. Budget's probably maybe like one seventy, tr- like a true production budget. I'm sorry. Can you believe the Marvels cost more? It's crazy that the Marvels cost cost more. <laughs> it's crazy that every single movie oh costs gosh. more than this movie. <laughs> so All the movies that have cost more than two hundred million. It's insane. Anyway, uh, it's going to open this weekend with. A three-day weekend, like high teens, maybe. Okay. Which is not great. No. Maybe hopefully low teens, and then a five-day weekend of like low twenty twos. Because it started. Yeah. It started the previews. We watched the previews Tuesday night previews. So that's Wednesday and Thursday are going to be added to the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday slot. And it's going to be a worldwide opening of about fifty million dollars. Maybe this can leg it out because the audience is going to be skewed very old because dads. Maybe this can leg it out to something respectable. Maybe the, around the Killers of the Flower Moon numbers, numbers. I feel like it should have maybe a little bit better legs than Killers of the Flower Moon because it had a really big second weekend drop off. But yeah, this is gonna make money back. This, this it mov- needs like five hundred million. To break this movie it. needs more Florence Pugh to actually make any money. Like Why Oppenheimer. Florence Pugh? 
Oh like, yeah, yeah, these floors piece need, titties. Needs, needs, needs Maybe that's but what if that was like the actual that's reason? That's the reason why it made so much money. <laughs> anyway, what Google you guys, images doesn't. What you guys exist. think about this movie? Um, I don't know. Like because uh, while I was watching this movie, every time like a battle happened, I'm like, oh, it's incredible, right? It's yeah. so cool. I mean, like the the scale is phenomenal. I think the way they actually showed death is really cool. Um, I. I I don't know anything about really like the way at battles were fought, but it looked pretty accurate. I don't know. It was very entertaining. But every time like the battle was gone and it went to like the story, my rating started to go down. Really? Yes, because I was very uninterested in in the actual story, which is not a good sign. Because I've sat through very long movies and enjoyed them, mm. uh, very long and like this is like a, a like a biopic kind of movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. But every time it went to like Napoleon or just. Talking like this and just not even like really, right. he has he has he has one he's monotone and I'm, I'm bored, you know, right. well, which kind of sucks. What's interesting about there's two things that's interesting about what you said. One is that you yeah, said okay. the word battle. Here we go. Oh, so I was waiting I to get you for me that. Too, me too. For those of you who do, who don't we know, all had him for battle. For that's those hilarious. of you who don't know, I we, had it too. We all Shit. write down Three words, shots. and then if you say that word, you have to take a shot of alcohol. And what I thought about Joaquin Phoenix's performance, which you were talking about, is like when I when it started, they're doing that. I think really Scott's doing a fuck you to French people because he's like, no, we're just gonna have him speak with British accents. At first, you're like, oh, I don't know, but then you get used to it in like two seconds. Yeah. It took me a few scenes to get used to Joaquin, and then I realized halfway through mm. watching the movie that he has a great performance as Napoleon, especially when he has the hair from paintings of Napoleon. He has like this yeah. medium cut hair. I'm like, oh, he feels like Napoleon now. You know. You know what? Maybe why I didn't like it so much. Is because maybe I just didn't like Napoleon. Not that I was walking Phoenix's fall. I think maybe I just didn't like the character. Mm. Um, which I think, you know, again, I don't know how accurate it is to him as a like historical figure, but that might have been the point for me not to like him. So maybe it did its job. Right. I, don't, sure. I, I, th- I thought it was pretty like, it was pretty much just like it didn't wasn't making an assertion of whether he was a piece of shit or not. I could sort of just yeah. like this is what he was like. You yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I couldn't tell. But you said you didn't like the central relationship between him and jo- Josephine. Not really. I thought that was very. Co- I, th- I liked that a lot. I thought that was very complex and it was interesting. That dichotomy between them. What do you think, Wesley? Go You're ahead, agreeing yeah, with me ahead. as you should. Um, I think there's like a juxtaposition between like him being this like really badass general that like plans out his fights, which I, I think is beautifully done. Like when I would see the battle scenes. It would stop being a battle and be like, how does a man who's a master tactician move units, right? Like, I, I can't spoil that, actually. But basically... Um, really spoiler, right? Or are you about to say a spoiler? About to I was about to say a oh, spoiler, okay, okay. so I can't say that. But um, they showed that side of him. And I love how when you go to his personal life, he is such a fucking loser. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I was kind of sitting, sitting with Johnny where it was like, I don't see why they casted him or I didn't know how I felt. And then... He, but he played being a loser so well, which he's done for like the last couple movies, like her, Joker, uh, probably like other. That's his new type well. master. That's like yeah, yeah that's, that's just his typecast. Type mm-hmm. And I was like, I love this film. Gosling's I the cool guy, film. and Joaquin Phoenix the, is the loser. Is the loser? Yeah. Um, like the, the way he like falls down the stairs, like the, his dialogue, his, his physicality in movies is very unique. He looks like feels, an old man the entire real, time. Especially when he's fighting Bo's afraid, if you guys saw, is yes, another just like loser that. character. <laughs> I think he just does it like so amazingly. Um, and I love the, I don't know anything about Napoleon, but like, I love the idea of him just being so good at his job. And then he goes, yeah, home and he's, yeah, and he's, I do like that. See, I, I can't spoil more, but I'll get into more later, but he's such a fucking loser. Well, so cool. maybe the way that they put it is that he is, uh, like you said, he's a master tactician. He's so incredible on, so on the field. Incredible. But when he's at home, he's a fucking loser. Bro. So, so and like that, that, that is, <laughs> I do like that. So, so he's well, a pathetic human being. The body. modern day equivalent of that would be like somebody, like a fucking nerd who's like really good at D&D. 
Uh-huh. Right, yeah. but then, <laughs> but then in his like social life, he's just an absolute <laughs> he's loser. Just a mess, you know. Like he, yeah. probably, he probably works at the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, his social life was such a wreck that he was like, "I'm going to become the greatest man of all time." And what just a, what other movies do that? Where like the characters like Dick women. Cheney, fuck, uh, in Vice, Dick Cheney in Vice, yeah. Anything? What else? I feel like a lot of characters end up being like that. Probably. Um. Anyway, but sure. Yeah. What were you well, saying? Actually, I. It's funny because I. My thoughts on this are kind of a mixture between Wesley's and Mark's. Um, and I'll start with what Wesley said because I, I thought that I kind of had a very similar thought where I feel like the purpose or if at least maybe not the purpose, but like a if, if I was going to take away anything from this film and what it was trying to present, it, it's that like the people that you think are like up high on these pedestals, like they're just people. Right, like even even the most badass people you can think of, at the end of the day, are just like really quirky and weird and and kind of like pathetic at times, you know. Like because Napoleon's this larger than life figure, right? He's a legend in history. Yeah, and this kind of shows that, like, hey, like anytime you, uh, anytime you know you're looking up to someone or or like you know somebody's a legend, just remember. Exactly right. You know, like, like I, I can't. I, I, I totally disagree. Or I understand why people would, but I don't like the idea of like worshiping another human being. Yeah. Like it's so weird. I agree. And also, something that this movie like keeps reminding me is that he is nothing without the men that like believe in him. Right? Nothing. Yeah. You know. So it's like there was points in the movie where he was like, "All right, I'm gonna do this now." And I'm like, "Man, if like twenty of those guys he was with just said no." That's it. Everyone else would also be like, okay, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah, but that's yeah. that was part of him being a leader, which is what made him great. Was I know it, exactly that. Yeah, I know. But in, in my head, I'm like, wow, it's like, it, it it doesn't take much for things to either go completely right or completely wrong. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then, but beyond that, as far as like thoughts on on the movie, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Mark. Where I don't really know how to rate it because I was never really interested in Napoleon to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then what I will say, which Wesley helped me get to when we were talking earlier, is that. This movie didn't make me more interested in Napoleon. So if if it if that was something it was trying to accomplish, for me it failed in that regard. But also going off of what Johnny was showing us about Ridley Scott, I don't think Ridley Scott cared what like the audience takes kind away of, from it. You kind know, of. I, I think this this was a movie he made for him, and and we just get to see it. You know what I mean? Which is cool. You know, it's like I I understand. <clears throat> excuse me, I understand that historical biopics, you know, or like anything that has to do with like, oh, these people existed and this is a, but this is a fiction story about it. Like, like Gladiator, right? It's like, I understand some movies like this are just supposed to be like fun and cool. Like, holy shit, this is nuts. And like battles like this actually happened to this one didn't, this is fiction, but it probably would have looked like this. That's cool. But I feel like a historical figure like Napoleon, it should have been pretty accurate. And again, I'm not intelligent enough to know what is and isn't. It sounds like really Scott isn't either, but <laughs> I would have liked it to be as close to real as possible. Yeah, we don't know how unreal it is. I don't even, I don't even, I don't think I disagree with the fact that it feels like Ridley Scott made it for him. Like, in, like at an age of like where like Scorsese gets, you know, two hundred million dollars to make a movie, that feels like you know he was completely unrestrained in making the movie, and it, maybe be, as a consequence of that, it's not as generally appealing to the, like a general audience. But for this, I was never like. Oh, they gave him a two hundred million dollar movie. He just completely didn't care and did whatever he wanted. Like I, I didn't feel like he sacrificed any any, any entertainment value for art, artistic integrity. Like I felt like it was pretty entertaining throughout. Yeah, I'd say me, I'd you know? say it was entertaining, absolutely. Yeah. But I think I, I the way I went into this movie, I was like the scales at which I'm going to value this movie 
is on like how like if I think it actually communicates a message to that that's realistic. Like I I want right. to be able to like yeah this this ha- what I should have done and this sounds like stupid but I should have went on YouTube and watched like a twenty minute history of the Napoleon video before I saw this. Movie. You know it's, I was you, thinking you, about that you know too. What, you know I was thinking about something. I feel like thing. the movie does a great job at like characterizing him, but not like the story itself. And I think about it, I didn't care. Right, like he had. I've, to yeah, me, he had closer. moments. He had moments for me that, like, <laughs> oh, this is really fun. Was that really loud? Well, it, it's because I, I raised it up before because you were away. But oh, now you're just, doing. It, I'm like, fuck, you're good. Yeah. Go get, okay. close, get close to so it. So yeah. he had a lot of like great moments. I think the the dynamic between him and his wife were great. But like, there'd be moments with his brother, which are you know really cool at characterizing him. But I didn't care about like the overall story or his overall life. Well, the, if that the makes overall, sense, didn't, the overall story felt like. It was changing from scene to scene or sequence yeah. to sequence because yeah. the narrative felt unfocused. Where like you just mentioned his brother, never see him again, and then another character would pop up, never see him again, and then there's a sequence that's devoted to this one thing that I can't say because it's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. And then after that thing happens, that we never hear from it again. And that's yeah. what I feel. I'm like, is this missing from the four hour cut that we're going to see on streaming? Which is like, is this just an advertisement for the four hour cut? <laughs> Wait, you know? it, yeah. is it going to be a separate cut on streaming? Yeah, it's going to be a four that. hour cut. You know, what so I it's think? like maybe some of the stuff that was unfocused in the narrative is going to be in that cut. See, I wish I knew that though because this isn't a movie I'd see twice. Like, I would have rather waited for the four hour cut and just watched it one time. Yeah, because to me, this I was saying off air that you know this feels like a movie that I'd watch on Apple TV or Netflix once. Like when I have nothing else to watch and be like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. But I'd never watch it or thinking about it again yeah, until like the, the inevitable memes for it pop up because there were like certain just frames and scenes that were like so memeable that I feel oh. like it's gonna happen. There's like a also you said um, Apple TV. <gasps> there's like a there's like this weird sardonic like absurdist humor that you would see in like a Kubrick movie sometimes or even like a like in There Will Be Blood where. The people's behavior on on scene is so extreme, and they're all so serious about it that it can't help but be funny. It's so petty and ridiculous. Yeah. This is this movie is like weirdly, unexpectedly funny. Yeah, I, I saw the reviews like they're saying it's a comedy. Like this is nuts. But it's like it's like not its intention to be. Oh, it's this it is. Are you, you kidding, kidding me? So? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the it's, boat line. Oh, okay, that, 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 that's okay. That's, dude, that's fine. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe, but, maybe but there's I, other. I, I think there's moments where it doesn't mean to be, but like what? it Give is. An example. Well, I, you know, I don't want to. I mean, it's one scene. I don't know. I think you think every time he had sex it was supposed to be funny. Yes. Well, it, okay. It's like the movie is like how the fuck? How do you make this character just like good to laugh at? And that's where the comedy comes in. You know what I'm saying? So no, it wasn't like oh we need to make the movie funny, but it's like how do you laugh at this guy? And they did that so well, and that's why you guys think it's a comedy. See, I you know, I, you know I wish it. I wish you know again like I'm not the one making this movie, and it's not my vision. And I also don't know what Napoleon was like, but I wish that wasn't the case. I wish like I like. Instead of seeing him be being a loser, I wish I saw him like, oh, he's just a depressed man and he's not very like. If he had to have a flaw, I wish it wasn't him like being essentially a cuck, you know. All right, I don't so know, man. I don't know because like you said, sex and cuck and uh, what? <laughs> I have three shots. <laughs> and uh, Wesley, you said comedy. Oh, nice. Cool. All right, so should we get into overall thoughts? I have one more thing to say. What? I think maybe one of the reasons why you fell and I feel it too a little bit why it's like sometimes. It, I don't know how you said it, where it's like, oh, we don't really, or maybe you said it. It's not like very well communicated, like what's happening when it's happening. And it feels like we're kind of doing jump cuts of his life. It's unfocused. What if, what if like, and this definitely isn't the case, but maybe 
um, it's Napoleon's story told through the only information that Josephine is getting through the letters. Because every time like a battle ends, he'll t- he'll like write to her or whatever, right? Yeah, and maybe that that would work if she was like it. if she felt like if, the protagonist. Yeah, it's true. Um, I hated her. <laughs> yeah. I, like she's the, a woman. I like their dynamic. Okay. Yeah, I just hate women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Clay, you and Mark have something in common. Um, all right, let's let's. How are we rating this? So and remember, we, how are we rating we, it? The for now on, we're not doing a whole other review within the rating section. So oh. we, we just got to rate. Oh it. wait, can I? Can then I, yeah, can we, yeah. Finish right, with ready? your thoughts. We talked about Kubrick's version of this movie before, and one of the things that Kubrick was asked about, like years later when he didn't make the movie, like what was Napoleon going to be like? And he said, "I always felt that strategy was very dramatic." And you talked about the battle scenes in this, and you thought they were very well at showing like the mastery behind Napoleon. Oh yeah, I like half disagree. Like, there's one battle where they show his like genius in like a very big and gigantic way, an extravagant way. Yeah, but I, in like an Oppenheimer when they're talking about like you know the the nuclear physics and stuff, and you felt like you were you know kind of getting this obscure like learning experience. I wish we got that into the inter- into the intricacies of being like a general. And you know the strategy of battle. I think mm. I I feel like with Kubrick we, we would have gotten that a little bit more. Mm. I would have liked to see it see it in this a little bit better. And this does feel like a throwback to like it feels like a 20th century biopic made with 21st century technology. It feels like an old school throwback to like a classic biopic, like a war epic. You, you know what I was thinking about the entire movie? Because you, you reminded me about saying how it's like modern and we're whatever. It's the but while they were fighting this war like 1812 or whatever, a mm-hmm. hundred years later is World War One. Yeah, right nice. now, 100 years ago, was almost World War II. It's like, we think about World War II like it was yesterday. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? They thought about Fuck. They thought about World War I like it was tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they knew it was coming, bro. <laughs> Napoleon was trying to prevent World War One yeah. and two. I don't know if he was trying to prevent World War II. He kind of invented the concept, the concept of, like of World War, war. Yeah, well, to- yeah, He was like the first guy to be like, the whole country is going to war. Like, it was usually just get some... To line up in a thing and then shoot each other, and then whoever had the most people standing at the end won. Tomorrow, you're gonna bleep that out. Tomorrow, you're gonna bleep okay, it out. Okay. But then he was like the guy who invented the concept. Of like, no, the whole industry of the country is gonna be to fighting this war. Like he kind of changed the world. In He's kind of the original Hitler in that regard, I guess. Except he didn't hate. I guess he didn't hate a specific. Yeah, he didn't hate one ethnic group. group. I'm sure he hated many actually. I don't look. I don't show it. I don't care what you say. Hitler was a bad man. I mean, like I say, six million. He says six hundred. Wow. Jesus Christ. Anyway, rating system. Okay. Yeah. On a scale of Gandhi to Hitler. <laughs> no, Hitler. Hitler being that was great. That was Hitler great. being like the worst. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, and I know that there's some people watching who think it's not the case. Listen, we Mark, we, we heard well, what you hey. said. You didn't say. Hitler to Gandhi. You said Gandhi to Hitler. Oh fuck! God damn it. <laughs> no. And then who's like a who's like a George Washington? Even though he was probably bro. Back. <laughs> okay. Ah, this is no, Shane Gillis skill. is George Washington. Yes, yeah, Shane Gillis is idea. Hey, Shane Gillis to uh, Hitler. Okay. <laughs> Let's just do a so wait, one. This, is, this isn't it. Now? This isn't the rating. Is Hitler, you said two Hitler. Is he the best now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just do. Let's just do. Uh, <laughs> Let's. Uh, Let's do what battle? Can we make one up? Yeah. Where would you where would you wage your revolutionary war? All right, something? this is dumb. Let's just do scale with the thing. Okay, go. All right, uh, this movie. I thought this movie slapped, dude. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight point three. Okay, and I w- I'm excited to watch the four hour cut. Cool. There's a four hour cut. Wow. How long was this? I feel like it was, it was quicker. two hours and thirty eight minutes. Oh, okay, I thought it was like three hours. Yeah, it's pretty brisk. Yeah, I never well, felt like it was slow. It, I, it, was it slow. felt like we got out of the theater. I was like, oh, it's over. Like I didn't. Re- I thought it was gonna be a lot longer than that. Um, I would give it probably a seven point three. Damn. Because I don't think I don't think it's an okay movie. I think it's a little bit better than good. Uh, it's not great, 
I think all the battle scenes and all that stuff is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. 7.3. Wes? Uh, I'd give it Napoleon an 8.5. Ooh, I like it. You right. liked it more than me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, a great film for, I guess we'll talk about later with spoilers because... I think I liked it better. I'm going to give it a 8.51. Oh, okay. <laughs> 8.51. All right, I'm kind of with you on this one, Mark. I think, yeah, it's like 7.3. All right. Yeah. I mean, alone. yeah, I'll just, I'll just keep it simple. I'm going to say 7.3. You, you have to... how it, I'm doing hard math, dude, in my head. Like hard math. Napoleon trying to find out how many men he needs to fight his battles. I think this is a... This is going to be... Total amount of I'm going to jumble it all up in my head, all those scores. Uh-huh. We give it a uh-huh. 7.9 out of 10. Boob, train, mark, a screenshot, do whatever you want with it. I don't give a Guys, shit. Spoilers, you think I care? Spoilers in three, two, one. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Pinky's out. <laughs> Slam those shots. The, actually not, the bad. not so bad. That's smooth. That's like what spiked that? Gatorade, dude. Anyway, no. so we talked about the unfocused narrative, and the main instance of that is, like I said before, we don't like, we never see the brother. His son, for like 20 minutes of the movie, the main focus of the movie is the fact that he doesn't. he's not able to bear a son, or his wife, isn't, Josephine, isn't able to bear a son for him, and a rightful heir to the throne. Yeah. And then he finally, he gets the son, he cries, and it's like a good scene. I'm like, nice, dude. And then he's like training with the soldiers or whatever, and he has his son, and his son's like four. And then it, we never see the son again, and he's never mentioned again. It's like, well, what, well, yeah. what, like, that's where I'm like, is this in the four-hour cut? There was some, like, just one scene of him on the island, like, exiled, and he's like, I'm sorry, son. And, he's and like, where did the dad. daughter come from? At the very end. Yeah, she was, well, Didn't she, she have a son? Well, she was one of the, she had a son and a daughter, Josephine, in the beginning when he met her. And then that was the last. That was no. She had a daughter and a son. There was two kids. Yeah, yeah, she had two. Kids. And then we never see them again until I didn't know who that girl was until he. She was like, "Oh, your daughter, the daughter," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, that's the daughter. I haven't seen her in two hours." Right. You know, it felt like some stuff. I thought there were random kids. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I. They said he was gonna stay with you. someone's family or some general was gonna watch him. I thought that. Oh yeah. yeah like, he got the in some Glorious Bastards. What's the guy at the end that takes the plea deal or something? Uh, Christoph Waltz, Hans Lander. Yeah, he got the Hans Lander treatment. Except he, they didn't. They said they didn't carve into they his didn't head. They didn't carve the British flag on it. Was that would be a horrible flag to carve into your head? Holy you know, shit! I did. It's funny because like, and I told, I was telling you guys when we walked out of the theater, like in every single point in history, France are just like France is just full of pussies. Yeah. Except for when Napoleon was there, and the France was like the yeah. bros. They were well, awesome. also. It's a joke that like France, like I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But wait, France is uh, horrible about waging wars against other people, but great about uh, waging wars against themselves. Mm. Like they're so good at revolution. Like they, they, no one hates the French. More I mean, than I they think America's better at revolution. Thank you very much. Yeah, but French. we only needed one. The French need one every like five years. That's true. <laughs> they haven't done it right. <laughs> they haven't yet. won right now, <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Do you think the French? That's a weird sentence. Do you think the French are going <laughs> to... No, I do not think the French. Do you think the French are going to enjoy this movie or hate it? They're going to hate it. Well, apparently... I, well, I mean... I, I think most people are going to like it. There's going to be like a, a loud minority of people. I'll, I'll tell you why the French accurate. are going to hate it because the French didn't make it. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a good point. The I, French I, the only I've reason. Seen, I've seen like, like uh, stories where it says French critics are criticizing you know, a pro-British like rewrite of history. Like some, I guess, French historians are like, hey, why are you making this all British? <laughs> And then British is like, hey, fuck you. Well, Why are they from the Bronx? It's also funny. <laughs> yeah, Why are you making this British? Hey, we're from France. <laughs> I fucking when love you, the bully. When you're watching, when you're watching a... Uh, <laughs> what moida? <laughs> uh, what dictator? 
You know what I mean? Even, what Waterloo? You know what would have you know been even funnier if, if they made if they made like Napoleon Donald Trump. <laughs> we got a lot of soldiers. They went out on the ice. We got a lot of troops. Okay. You know, it's so beautiful troops. Bad. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go over there. You know, I went over there and I said, "Wow, look, there's so many troops." I couldn't believe it. Oh you got a nice new wife. She was 15. I called Jeffrey. I said, "You gotta see this." Oh, that was a good. One. I wish the voice was better, that but was I still, that was a good joke. One. Anyway, back to the movie. I think. I think it's it, what, what is like <laughs> holy shit! Obviously, look who won the entire planet. When you're watching uh, a movie about one of the greatest dictators ever, uh, who happens to be French, but he's speaking English, right? And it's like the movie's not even made by England. It's yeah. like holy shit! You know who won? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, you, like he's talked about history. When I when I saw him in Egypt, it felt like I was watching like a historical crossover event. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Egypt and Napoleon. Yeah, like, obviously, like, he was there. But like, they never intersected. Yeah, you know, was, he, was that Cleopatra's tomb? Who was I that? Have no idea. Who was? The, I like how they never told us because it's like it could be anybody. It was just a random yeah, mummy. Just a random, yeah. just a random mummy. I, I think, but that scene's definitely gonna get memes. By the way, where he leans in to listen to the mummy. You know it's gonna become like a meme template oh, yeah. where he's gonna lean in and the mummy's just gonna say some like horrific shit. I think I think the scene that's gonna be memed is when is when Mark was saying before when she says she opens her legs and goes, "Look at this." And oh, I that think too. that yeah. was a great because yeah. he could have been like because the way he played that so subtly made it more funny, which is why I think it was on purpose. He could have been like when he saw her pussy, but instead all all you see him do is just go. He move like you're gonna zoom in. He just moves his eyes. He goes. <laughs> And then the scene ends because you know that look. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. I yeah. thought, like, the restrained parts of Joaquin's performance were fantastic like that, I thought. I always like looking at movies about, you know, w- back then or whatever you want. Like, even, like, movies, like, from, like depicting... <laughs> the good old days. Even, like, movies, like, depicting, like, 50 years ago or whatever. And it's like, oh, like, they lived in the same exact world as us. Like, sometimes, like, you, you kind of, like, put these people on a pedestal or, like, yeah. you kind of, like, make them fictional characters. But, like, no, they lived in the same exact world i also yeah. like thinking about like well like this was the world at that moment yeah like i also like thinking about how like when napoleon's like doing his thing and, and europe is like what the fuck's going on parts of asia are like what the fuck's going on america's like all right so we're doing pretty good you know because oh, they were at war with britain yeah in 1812 oh the white house got burned they were, dude they burned the white house they're like <laughs> no, they were like happen. hey fuck you britain we're gonna go to war and then britain immediately just killed like just murdered everybody at the white house and burned it down yeah no no one who's actually important lives at the white house though, that's true so it's okay at least back then it was like a shitty place <laughs> um what did you guys think about the violence because you mentioned it before oh yeah i like um it. what what yeah. it was it was good i like the shot of um this sounds weird to say but i guess the horse yeah like, that stuff, was nuts stuff like that was cool but yeah, i, I think, also you, like i also like that it was it wasn't like the most the goriest film ever it didn't need to be it wasn't like over the top yeah. you know uh, like gratuitous violence but whenever violence did occur i feel like like if the, the movie's 20 because we've only seen this genre of movie like 20 years ago like a giant like giant giant budget like historical like biopic right but we haven't seen a movie like that with this budget in a while, mm-hmm. so it was like weirdly refreshing to see this weirdly visceral visceral violence with this technology, where like they don't have to cut away and make it look like, you know, th- yeah, they they, they, had, they didn't have to cut away because CGI was terrible back then. Yeah. They had a, a mix of CGI and practical that was just like fuck, like the scene with the cannonball, mm-hmm. it like in a movie with a cannonball they just cannonball and then it's like whatever the few shots and like body limbs falling, but in this. 
you see a crowd get hit with cannonballs, and it looks exactly like how it probably would in real life. Exactly. Just yeah. this, just mist, just pink mist. You don't even know what happened. Oh, it was insane. I was like, holy uh, shit. There was some. Um, there was. They shot a cannonball at, like a bunch of civilians, and you see one yeah. girl with her like yeah. foot missing. Yeah. yeah. But I still feel like it wasn't excessive, which I like. Can you? Yeah. Can you? I was remember that scene where I'm like, oh, like that's a death sentence. So you're done. What? You had a, you had a lead ball go straight through your leg and now it's gone. It's like imagine yeah. that. I was yeah. thinking that every time he wiped his nose and then wiped his eyes with the handkerchief. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, he just got was, diseases. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. and back then, if you fucking trip wrong, you're gonna get. A I disease. thought the same thing when he kissed his newborn son. Oh yeah, really? I'm like, bro, you're, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Blew like, his nose on his I actually, yeah. son. I actually like. I hated the horse. I hated all the scenes where the I hated horses. The horses. Were, and, no, no, and no. Where, where the horses were getting like killed. Like I just hate when oh, movies. Like I understand it's necessary. But it just personally makes me like, like I don't like it. I don't fucking it like seeing animals, even if it's fake. You know, like, I mean, I guess I don't know. That that's well, really all I have. Well, to that's say why the scene it. that Wesley brought up with the horse getting shot right in the chest of the cannibal. I'm yeah, like, oh, it's this that, type of movie. That made me yeah. like genuinely I mean, uncomfortable. It's, it's supposed to be disgusting, and that's yeah. why I like it because it's, it's kind of disturbing. No, no, I, yeah. I understand. I'm just saying, like, on an emotion, like I understand it's necessity, and I'm not even saying it's a bad choice. Uh-huh. I, I think you know. For the purpose of the film, it was a good choice. I'm just saying, like, on an emotional level, I don't like no, it. I you know? yeah. Like, I never see, like, a dog get killed in the movie. It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're supposed to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, damn, this yeah, movie's That's, more, that's this more of a Johnny dark. thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what? That is, I like dogs. Totally yeah. is. The only um, time in a movie where I've said yeah to a dog dying was Ghostbusters. And they're like the gargoyle dog thing. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, those, those that doesn't count fun. as a dog. Yeah, that's, that's a gargoyle. Eh, you just know. added the word dog at the end of gargoyle. Yeah, maybe I did. I did this. We talked about the scene... Um. With the the lake, yeah, for like that, yeah. like in terms of like the strategy I was talking about, like that's like the most we got from it. I agree with Wesley that that was like that all, was awesome. That was a fantastic. Yeah. I mean, well, you got it a little John, bit Johnny in the very beginning. Thing. Johnny said the, the thing raid. where you didn't like how it was shot, or it could have been shot better. Where it seems like you you would have preferred if we saw Napoleon's thinking. Yes, and yeah, it was yeah. like, I guess you could understand like the fundamentals of like how he works in the battle, so you can kind of connect and be like, <laughs> right. oh, this is how he works. Just I like the fact that it was shot where it's like. There's a bunch of people running, and you're kind of you're kind of as confused as I guess the Russians yeah. or whatever. And there's like people running through the screen. You're like, what the fuck's happening? And then it like finally clicks because some yeah. guy falls on the snow, and then he uncovers it, and then there's ice. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. Napoleon's going to fucking blow up the ice yeah. so yeah. they can drown. That yeah. shit was cool. I think um, there's two ways to shoot like that kind of scene. It's like you go like the Sherlock route, where you're like kind of telling each step, this will happen and they'll do this and they'll do that. Discombobulate. Or you can just make it really fucking confusing and then be like, and have that moment where it's like, oh shit. Right. They're yeah. all fucked. What, you know what, what I'm saying? What would you guys prefer? And that was, I think his his perception is like super valid. Like I would have loved to see him because I saw a scene where Napoleon, he was like hitting the flags in the end. Yeah, that's how And it was fine. like that kind of thinking and seeing that, that perception would have been super cool. I think they should have done but both. But I really liked that I was really confused and I was like, oh shit, they're fucked. Yeah. You know, that shit was yeah, super that was, that cool. That was a great scene. I think like I was sitting next to Johnny and I was going like, I literally said, oh my God. Well, when that I was, saw how, how that bad, was spoiled you know in the trailers though. Yeah. Was it? I feel great. I feel so jealous. I'm so jealous of you that you didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't know either, but I think. You know, they if they did both, where they do one battle where like you're in the confusion and then it, it becomes clear at the end, yeah, and then another one where it shows his process, yeah. but then do but I would say like do the first one the original way w- with the confusion, and then the second one talks you through his process because it'll then it'll give you like even more appreciation. That's actually genius. You yeah. know what I mean? No, like I, right. that would have been cool to see. Well, that's yeah. why I was kind of underwhelmed by the Battle of Waterloo because I feel like it gave us neither. Like I think if we if it's set it, up 
Like, I'm not saying they should have done like an oceans level. Like, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Donnie over there. He's gonna flank him, and then like it, it occurs as he's like describing it. I'm like, yeah. But if like the Battle of Waterloo, because it's Napoleon, and he's like obviously he's un- he's the underdog in this scene. Yeah. And if we saw him describe or at least just show the maneuvers like from an aerial view of like the maneuvers of the armies, and then he's like, oh, you're like, oh shit, he's got some shit up his sleeve, just the way. You know, in the in the scene in Russia where like the guys run out of the trench and they're like, "Oh fuck, we're getting flanked," yeah. and then he cuts them. He's like, "Cut them off! Don't let them retreat." Yeah. If we had that in Waterloo, and then you're like, "Oh, dude, Napoleon's about to win," and then the British do that fucking square formation thing, yeah. where if you try to ram it, you just they just you get in the center and they stab the shit out of you. Yeah. Then that would have been like fuck. If I thought that Napoleon had a shot, but during it, I'm like, okay, he's going uphill. It just seems like he's running at them. Obviously, there's some just some some strategy in the order he's like deploying his units, mm-hmm. but still, it didn't. It felt well, underwhelming. Don't, don't you feel like in Waterloo he was like getting preparing to accept that he lost? Like I in guess those maybe moments? that was the point of the. I mm-hmm. I could, you know what something that clicked for me a little bit is I kind of interpreted the whole Waterloo thing as he found out his wife or not his wife. He found you know he found out Josephine died, and he's like fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. Because I have nothing else to live for. But then he, like, chickened out at the end. That's kind of how I took it. Mm. I, I do th- I do think that, like, we, we did get a glimpse of him, his his loserness coming out of France and going into the battlefield. Yeah. I think I think that was kind of what they were trying to communicate. Because also, it's like, you can, like, like we were saying before, like, we're just men, right? So, like, at the end of the day, it's like, we all shit and bleed the same. So I feel like <laughs> dude, my shit, I shit Seriously. different. Dude. My shits, I go hard. So I feel my like shits are man shits, dude. You have little baby shits. <laughs> I'm fucking better than you. <laughs> so I, I feel like yeah. I feel like you know he always knew that's like I'm very lu- I'm very lucky. Even if I worked hard, I'm very lucky that I have all these people like following me and like like I I'm backed by them and they trust me, they believe me. But he's smart enough to know that like the second I lose that, you know, and that's why like as a <clears throat> I guess as a leader, you always need to like. You can't be seen as being afraid. You need to always feel like you have an answer, and like you need to, you need to have control, even if you get that control in not very nice ways. And I think he realized in that battle, like, yeah, I, I I've been defeated. I was bested, mm. and, and, yeah. and clearly, because when when his I guess second in command was like, hey, that was it the Persians or whatever who were saying the Russians. It was a pr- the Prussians. The Prussians. When he said the Prussians are coming, he was like, uh, go figure it oh, out. Fuck. You know, so yeah. he knew. He knew yeah, he well, was. He done. knew he was under the gun. Yeah. yeah, I like that aspect where it's like they're gonna be here, fucking goddamn it, holy shit. Yeah, but uh, I also like how the <clears> British <throat> was like the per- the the Prussians came and the British were like, oh thank God, because yeah. like even they were yeah. like, man, this guy's pretty good. It's still Napoleon. <laughs> it's like going to toe to toe with Batman. Yeah, with Batman. <laughs> with Batman. But it, it also shows you, and I think actually now that I'm thinking about it, um, maybe it was an intentional message by Ridley Scott um, to kind of show you like just how little regard Napoleon had for sending people to their death. Yeah. Because oh, at the yeah. very end of the film, that's specific. What's happening? Johnny's don't worry, trying don't worry, to- don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Keep going, keep going. At the... It has nothing like? to do with you. Has, oh, no, just keep going, keep going. It has nothing to do I with completely, you. No, you look like you're like farting in my direction. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. <laughs> no, keep going. Um, we like what you're saying, by the way. Johnny's yes, it's good. It's, it's, it's good what you're saying. It's a good okay. point. It, you know, it, they specifically highlight, you know, all the the number of deaths um, yes. that uh, Napoleon, you know, allowed. Yeah. Whatever. How, I'm, how I can't. Sp- I can't make words right now. But you got the point. And I yeah. think, you know, um, 
even just like 460,000, right? That's like, to my understanding, either the number of active duty or, yeah, no, I think it's, the, it's, it's like around the number of active duty U.S. Army. In the United and States. And that was just one campaign for Napoleon. Right. So, like, think about that. That would be the equivalent of, well, like, 40, all of our active duty soldiers. Well, not, yeah, right. not the reservists, not the Marines, Air Force, Navy, whatever, but just, like, the entire branch of the yeah. active duty army just being wiped out. And, and yeah. the total was, like, three million, right? That he yeah, lost. Yeah, total was three million. That, that was the insane. thing that the movie highlights is, like, how expendable people were back then. Like, now, yeah. if, 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 now if, like, 100 people die, it's, like, world news. But back then, it's, like, 40,000 people was, like... Yeah, fuck. God damn it. I also you know? think there's something to say about, like, the connectivity of the world. has Like, we've grown so connected that I feel like hearing those things is so easy now that people, everyone has an opinion, and the opinions of the citizens will affect the way the government runs. Whereas back then, it's like, you don't know how many people were dying. You have no idea. It's like, of course we're dying. This is, we're fighting. Yeah, right? What do you mean? So, and also, though, when I was watching that, to, to add to that, it's like, who the fuck does, like, I'd hate to be the guy that gets picked to go first, you know? Or yeah. like when the, during the ice battle, oh the drummer boy, yeah. the, the <laughs> yeah, drum right. guys during the, during like vaporized. the ice battle, it's like who's the guys hitting it by the tents? Well, I that's do not want to be like, them. That's the thing of strategy where it's like Napoleon would basically come up to you and be like, hey, so basically what's going to happen is you guys are going to be the bait, and some of you are going to die, but we're going to win, and you'd be like, fuck, all right, Frank, go France, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. you were, your whole life you were I just mean, living it's brainwashing, right? You, yeah, you were just yeah. fucking, you just you know, up until you were eighteen, you probably just lived with your parents like picking potatoes and shit for like eighteen hours a day. And then all of a sudden, this guy's like, hey, you want to go join the army? It's like, please, fucking anything. And then you get yeah, into the exactly. army. And then this Napoleon, who's like the coolest guy ever, is like, hey, I need you. And you're like, dude, I'll do anything. I'm so fucking bored. It's propaganda. Then go sit in the cold for five hours, and then we're going to get killed. It's like, nice. Yeah, whereas like now, it's like, because we're, again, so connected, it's like, I'm not fighting because yeah. we want more oil or something. I want to go play you, GTA 6. You want, you I'm wanna, not going to fight You want to smoke war. opium out of like, it's like, no, I don't care. I'm not fighting <laughs> for that, you know? Right. Um, fuck right. man yeah GTA 6 let's go play GTA 6 yeah. all of us let's just end the podcast and go play a game that hasn't come out yet does anybody have any more spoiler thoughts before we get to movie recommendations yeah. what um, do we think of Josephine we didn't talk about Josephine actually Josephine right Um, I mean I like the dynamic for sure it was very complex complicated yes. messy Um, and I think that that was super cool because you got to see so many sides of Napoleon and like how he would deal with issues and stuff Uh, there, there's a line he says at the end of the film where he's like if you don't, he goes up to the ship that he's like taking over to go back to uh, France. And he's like, if you don't fight me, like I won't be an issue or whatever. And I like that. It's like, you get spend half the film making fun of him. But when he drops a line like that, you're like, you oh, take him seriously. You take yeah, him seriously hard, because he's so fucking hard at the battlefield. Yeah. And that's like, right. that dynamic is so interesting to me where you can make fun of a guy, but also fear him. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to fuck with him, but also he's a loser. And that, I think that film like just, yeah. encapsulate whatever fucking feeling that is just perfectly I and think that's the why I movie so puts us in a position to be able to feel that way whereas people back then only fear only feared him yeah because you don't because <laughs> yeah, they didn't know the private life and then that comes yeah. out because you know they just they didn't see him as a person they saw him as like holy shit this is like a god it, it, like, it might even build in that theory of that you said about Josephine with the letters where yeah. she can also fear him but then also make fun of him and say like look at me and tell me you're nothing Right. You know, maybe this movie has a lot to say about the what's the old like quote where it's like behind every good man is a is, is a greater woman. It's like, how do you think Josephine affected his career? Do you think it, you know, helped him or hurt him? Because he had a great career all around, but you think it would have been better without her? No, because there's like a scene where he like deserts his troops to go deal with a personal problem. And then he kind of just like drops his dick on the table and it's like, you guys can't leave this country, which would have, which is like a power move for him to probably take over. 
So like I don't know, you'd have to debate it in terms yeah. of like butterfly. You could, effect. you could say that his struggles with Josephine like fueled his, you know, military exploits. I guess. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Josephine is kind of like a placeholder for the the overall encapsulating problems that France was experiencing while he was away. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Where he, he, they France were just fucking somebody else behind his back. <laughs> yeah, France, was, <laughs> France was fucking somebody else. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Every war hero needs something to simp for. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, he said simp. Oh, what's, there's one. I had it on there's my list one too. thing. One of them said somebody said that was like, oh, he was like compliments to the chef of this family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dead, dead. Mark and I looked at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah, I want to go there, home. There was a few things he did. <laughs> my I was like, compliments fuck. to the chef of this family. Or like oh. when he kept going like this. <laughs> oh, that was nuts, dude. He was just like, give me that pussy. <laughs> Literally, Johnny's not even exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm exa- what do you mean? I'm just doing. I'm just doing me. I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about. I'm not doing it. There's like a few <laughs> lines right that are just nuts. Where yeah. it's like comedy. There was the what was the big one? Oh, when he said like, "You guys just think you're so cool because you have yeah. boats. So you think you're so great because you have boats." boats. God damn it! <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, that was a great line. Good right. stuff, man. Let's get into the movie recommendation. While I yeah, what's your recommendation? So my movie recommendation is Barry Lyndon, which is the movie that Kubrick ended up making after he realized he couldn't make Napoleon, and a lot of the research and sort of the. I guess the pre-production on Napoleon went into Barry Lyndon because it was it takes place in France like 14 years before Napoleon the Napoleon era, and it was based off a book called The Luck of Barry Lyndon, and basically the premise is an Irish rogue wins the heart of a rich widow and assumes her dead husband's aristocratic position in 18th century England or I guess England not France, but it's all about this guy who comes from nothing and then he marries his way up society. Yeah. And basically, the premise of the whole movie is like. Like even if you come from poverty, you can go to the top, but you'll never be one of these people. Hmm. Like you, you cannot break into that. They mentioned that, that Napoleon. Arist- what, by is the it way. aristocrat or yeah? They mentioned that in Napoleon in yeah. this movie. Yeah, they're like you can't break into it. Yeah. Um, and the the movie's great. It's like it's three hours, but if you have the patience to watch it, it's fantastic because this is a movie that is like known as like one of the most beautifully photographed movies of all time because Kubrick got the lenses that NASA used on the moon. They're wow. super fast lenses. They're like 0.8, 0.08, like, stop lens. Which oh, means that, how yeah, about but, that, huh? Yeah. Kubrick got yeah, the lenses yeah, 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 yeah. from NASA. Oh. So, <laughs> you mean the ones he used before? Yeah, yeah sure, pal. <laughs> People who think that Kubrick directed the moon landing because he did a bunch of front production projection on 2001. Front projection it, is where the projector, instead of rear projection, rear projection is like you have a screen. And then from the back, you put an image on it, and then like people are driving in their car, and you see it on the background. The front projection is where you have the projector at a like aiming at a white screen on a stage, and then the screen is very reflective, and it reflects the image back into this mirror, which then goes into the camera. So you, it's like a perfect green screen. It's like a perfect right. analog green screen. And he used that. People say he used it on, on the moon landing. I don't believe he did that, but it'd be funny anyway, if you just convinced yourself, like, "Fuck, I'm maybe like, Fuck you're he right. did." <laughs> but um, but then in this, the reason why he wanted those lenses is because this is the first movie to ever film purely in candlelight. This Ooh, movie's crazy. Wow. It was, it's pouring rain, dude. It there's hundreds of extras dressed up in period costumes, and there's guys <laughs> holding just <laughs> there's guy, there's guys outside like holding the lights and shit, or holding like uh like things over the windows so that you know the the, the rain doesn't get on there. They're just out sitting in the rain. And there's hundreds and hundreds of candles lit on the set. Like a super, like a giant fire hazard. And Kubrick is talking to the actor, being like, you need to do this faster. Well, I don't know if we know the scene's about. Like, let's start over. Like, just patiently talking about how to do the scene. It's amazing. Just pure candle. It's it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. What's the name again? Barry Lyndon. 
What's that one movie you remind me? You said it was pouring rain. We're like, I think it's, I think it's a Japanese movie. Um, Shadow Town. Yeah, where no, where like they're sm- they're in like I don't know if it's like a ruin or something, but it's pouring rain and like these guys with swords or like these two guys. Silence. Are, is that what that is? Uh, maybe I don't know. Oh, okay. I I don't know, but it's black and white. Um, Seven Samurai. Foreign. I don't know. I I'll, I'll have to find it, but they're just uh, whatever. Anyway, is that the podcast word reveal. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, boat, sex, wash, battle, revolution. <laughs> West. Battle comedy seven. I thought you were giving it a seven. You give it a seven point three. Uh, topic and funny. You still could have got him when he said seven point two. Really? Really? <laughs> That's awesome. Right, I'll know that for next time. Um, cuck, simp, sex, battle, comedy. This guy had Damn. it all. all right. I had simp, incel, felt like watching battle and Apple TV. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for watching. What's next? What do we got next? Um, oh, we got that December? stupid The Boy and the Huron movie. That's stupid. I it's not. It. Stupid. But I, it's um. It's not, I don't know why. I mean, the, who played Batman? What's his name? The he Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He does the it's his, his uh, debut for voice yeah. acting. Yeah, excited. Guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. And the, the first line of the movie is, I don't care what happens to me. Like, this is Batman. Two nights of flying like this. Two years of night. Two years of night. Two years of night. Turn me into an eternal animal. No, I did it. It sounds like Willem Dafoe. Something in the way.